in fact, that's kind of one of the best ways to spot them, honestly, is is when the when the lake freezes over in the open water, you know, the, the areas of open water get less and less than the eagles are going to congregate around that open water. You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. Hello and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. This is Sam Brager, your podcast host and outreach coordinator for the Utah Lake Commission. Today's episode, we are discussing bald eagles at Utah Lake, and this is a part of our a series on winter recreation here during the winter. And we've covered a lot of great topics, and today we're going to be hearing from two different individuals to talk with us a little bit about bald eagles at Utah Lake. Uh, the first of which is Scott Root with Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Yeah, I've been working with the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, and I also do outreach like you, Sam. Um, and I've been working with the division for over 30 years now. I am um, very familiar with bald eagle viewing. I'm the one that hosts in the central region of bald eagle viewing day every year since it's ever it started back in around 1989 or 90. So I, I love eagles. They're my very favorite animal. Um, I love wildlife and I love Utah Lake. So I love talking about it. <laughs> You're this. a great fit. <laughs> well, to start us off kind of with, with some background, if you will, Scott, help us understand, you know, the biology of bald eagles. Why are we finding them at Utah Lake and help us understand a little bit more about bald eagles themselves? Absolutely. So basically in Utah in general, Bald eagles come down um, from the north right around Thanksgiving. That's kind of from like November until, and then they'll stay here. They actually, a, a lot of them, a good population will winter in Utah during, you know, the winter months. And then they'll head back north around March. And when they come, you would think, why would they come to, to Utah to winter? It's cold and snowy, but there's a lot to offer bald eagles here. Um, in this area, and their number one favorite meal are fish. And so if there is some open water and, um, you know, and eagles can get access to those fish, they'll try to take those fish, like on the Provo River. If the lake is totally frozen over, you might see some of those eagles around the, uh, by tributaries or in some of the trees near, near the lake and the tributary. And also another favorite diet of, of bald eagles are waterfowl, um, small ducks. They'll dive down and grab a, a duck in a little open area, like Powell Slough a lot of times won't freeze over. And so there'll be a lot of waterfowl, coots and ducks and such that will be in the open water areas, and they'll hunt for those um, waterfowl. And then lastly, they're not too proud. They love to find like a dead deer or some other carcass, and they'll be happy to feed on that. So if they could find any of those three things, um, they're happy. And they like to have some good roost trees around a water source. And Utah Lake has several of those as well. To start with, I guess you mentioned location and time. You know, time of the year really is winter time, right? I mean, is, is, is it the kind of thing that you would see a bald eagle at Utah Lake any other time of year, or is it really just winter? No, no you, you usually will not see a bald eagle at Utah Lake until winter time. 
Okay. And locations, I love that you mentioned Palo Slough, one of my favorite spots to visit for wildlife. It's a beautiful area. Uh, and you're right, ton of waterfall there as well. I know it's a popular hunting spot, so it's not surprising to me that the bald eagles would love to hunt there too. Uh, in fact, uh, in chatting with uh, the Holdaway family, who's the one heading up the Wakara Way project uh, that's going to be restoring that area of shoreline, um, they often mentioned that in, in the past, in, in their history, that there was bald eagle habitat out there on their land. Um, there were some trees and such that the bald eagles would come to every year. Um, that, you know, this is not even that long ago, 30, 40 years ago, they, they tell stories that they were there and unfortunately right now there isn't, but they hope to restore that habitat, uh, for bald eagles too. So hopefully, uh, uh, as a part of that project, that'll be a great feature for people who are interested in bald eagles. Um, speaking of which, if anybody's interested in learning more about the Wakara Way project, we do have a couple different episodes on that and we'll be interviewing them again soon in the coming months. So make sure to check out our other podcast episodes on that. Um, as far as other locations, though, you, you mentioned that uh, along tributaries, right, would be a good spot. Uh, we've right. got the Spanish Fork River coming in. That comes in down by Sandy Beach. And there's a lot of trees along that river. For sure. And then we've got Provo River coming in right by the State Park in Provo, right at the end of Center Street. Another great spot. I know a lot of photographers we talk with love to visit the State Park in the wintertime because of the bald eagles. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Great place. And then I know we've got a couple of, I mean, obviously we found out there's actually, if you range in size from like anywhere from like neighborhood drains up to rivers, there's like over a hundred inflows into Utah Lake. So some of them vary in size. Uh, Do you find many along the Jordan River at all? Yes. In fact, the very first uh, bald eagle viewing area that, uh, that we started with back in 89 or 90 was on Cudahy Lane, but it was basically North Salt Lake, but it was on the Jordan River. So they will use the Jordan River, and there are plenty of uh, mature trees along the Jordan River, especially up there as it uh, is next to Utah Lake. So that's a great area to look. Awesome. And, you know, it's funny. I I grew up here in Utah County, and I, I had no idea that we had bald eagles nearby. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw bald eagle in the wild was on a trip to Alaska and I thought it was amazing. And then I come and get this job here and realize, Oh my gosh, there's bald eagles in our neighborhood. Like they're right here at Utah Lake. So it's really cool that people can go this close to home and be able to see a bald eagle. So I love that you mentioned, you know, the open water uh, is a great spot and looking for those tall trees. And like you said, without leaves, they prefer usually right. Kind of open branches. Exactly. And kind of more horizontal. It's easier for them to roost on a, 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 tree branch like that cool well those are i think some some great tips now you mentioned maybe you mentioned this a little bit earlier but like why why are they here is this a part of like a migration pattern for them kind of like waterfowl yep they've been doing this for a long time and again we don't get all of the bald eagles coming down from canada because bald eagles come throughout the country and, and winter but we have a pretty decent population that choose utah i mean we've got rabbits we've got uh several dead deer you know that don't do well in the winter or something, or they get hit by cars and and boom, there's a bald eagle. You might see it as you drive up a Canyon road. Uh, We got fish and we, we just have everything that they're looking for as far as food because they're a, they're a predator and, and, uh, and they find quite a bit here. In fact, down in San Pete County, even where I've, I hold my annual uh, viewing event. I've seen a lot of eagles, feeding off dead sheep or even dead turkeys. So they they like to scavenge 
And you'll just be surprised. You'll just see them, you know, just here and there. And you better have a camera ready because you never know where you're going to see them. But Utah Lake is one of those areas that I would start looking. And again, we may not have, you know, 50 bald eagles down there at any given time. But if you were able to make the loop around the lake and you had a pair of binoculars and a spotting scope, you're going to see a, a bald eagle from a distance. And then if you could just basically not trespass, but get fairly close and then maybe uh, get a better look. But you can't get too close. That was the one point I wanted to make. When you find that bald eagle or bald eagles, don't get too close. When they come to like Utah Lake State Park, sometimes they're right there on the river, right by the state park facilities, mm-hmm. and you want to keep your distance. But but uh, just remember, don't get too close. And if you can, if you see one on a uh, on a tree right by the road, just take pictures from your vehicle. Don't open that door. That's my experience. Once you open that door, they're gone. That's some great advice, Scott. I really appreciate you sharing that with everybody because that's really important. We wanted to make sure that we included uh, information about how to be respectful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you, you know, kind of as, as a last thought, if you would, you know, what is maybe your favorite memory of seeing a, a bald eagle at the lake? Well, I, I'd have to say the first one. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, I think my first bald eagle sighting was right at Utah Lake State Park. It was, uh, it was winter. There, w- there weren't very many people at the state park in winter, but I was down there and there it was right there over the river. And I, I even had a camera. I got a couple of pictures, but back in those days, it was just print and slide film, not the great <laughs> image, but, but it's something I'll never forget. And then, uh, there's been times I've actually seen 20 or 30 bald eagles in a tree, um, and you'd never forget that. So, but they're around the state. But again, Utah Lake's a great place to start, especially if you live in Utah County. Just go down the road, go down Center Street, and right. throw a ball and, and look for them. Any of the twenty-seven public access points, like I said, let's not trespass. Follow the map on our website, and I'll, I'll make sure we have that link to that as well, so that people Thank know where you. to go. But it, it's a great spot to start, close to home. You know, you don't have to be out in the cold for too long, and you might just get lucky to see one of those majestic bald eagles down at the lake. And I, I, if I could just maybe say one last thing, there are a ton of really interesting bald eagle facts. You could look those up online, but one thing I want people to realize, they do not get that white plumage on their heads and tails until they're about four or five years of age. So if you go down there and you're like, Oh, I don't see any bald eagles, but there's a, a big golden eagle. It may not be a golden eagle. It's probably a bald eagle, a juvenile bald eagle. Gotcha. Really cool fact there. I appreciate that, Scott. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Scott. We really appreciate your insights, and uh, we hope that everybody can uh, learn from it and get down there and have a good experience with the bald eagles. Also today with us on the podcast, we have a local photographer that we've we've interacted with several times over the last couple of years, and his name's Sterling Moore, and he's a great photographer. We'll make sure we include links to his uh, his Instagram. I'm sure he'll he'll enjoy having people visit that and check out some of the wildlife photography he's done, as well as some amazing pictures at Utah Lake. So, Sterling, say hello and tell us a little bit about yourselves for those listening. Oh, hello. My name is Sterling Moore. Um, I live in Orem, Utah, and uh, obviously Utah Lake is the 
the closest spot to where I live to go see wildlife, see a good sunset, etc. So as a photographer, I spend a lot of time down there. Um, <laughs> I love that you mentioned it's close to home, right? It's right there. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's right, it's right there. So when I know a, yeah, a lot of people a, know that there's, spot. Oh, it totally is it's a great spot. And I know a lot of people know that you can see birds down there. And obviously today we're talking about bald eagles, but before we get into that, I'm curious, what other kinds of wildlife have you seen in your visits to the lake? Um, I've, I've seen pretty, pretty much just about anything you could see down there, you know, deer, um, foxes, raccoons, marmots, <laughs> you know, um, any of, any of that, that you can, that you would see down at the lake I I've bumped into, um, I've probably, I don't, I don't know what my count is, but uh, I'm sure I've seen close to a hundred different species of birds at the lake, you know. You have to talk with the, um, uh, the Utah County Birders Club. I'm sure they'd be fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's people who have seen way more than me. That's, that's possible, too. I mean, there are, I think the count I saw was 226 species that have been found there before, so lots yeah. of birds. And it's funny you mentioned marmots, actually. <laughs> I saw a marmot for the first time. Oh, geez, this is during the summer sometime. I was down on uh, Provo Bay on Mill Race, which is that little uh, gravel boat ramp that's just south of the, uh, let's see, university avenue exit i think it is on the freeway <laughs> and i was driving back i had gone to check on it just checking for garbage and things see if we need to, have to do a cleanup and there's a there was a marmot i didn't know what it was at the time <laughs> to be honest just on the side of one of the the dike the dike barriers that's there and i like got out of my car and was taking pictures i was like oh my gosh this is kind of cool i've never seen something like this and you know lo and behold i find out it was a marmot and so we actually uh we actually posted it to social media the next day. I was like, you know, I wonder who else might know. And we just said, like, who can guess what animal this is? And it was funny. Like, there were some people who just, like, nailed it. It's a, I think it was a rock marmot specifically. Um, and there were some people who just nailed it. And other people were just had some of the wildest guesses. And then we just had some that were just kind of funny. But, you know, marmots was kind of a cool one for me. I actually talked with a, a kayaker who's actually seen otters in Provo Bay as well. Um, a oh, couple, really? Yeah. And- in the actual lake. Yeah, yeah, in Provo Bay. A couple different, he said it's two or three different times now that he's seen them. I mean, he's been kayaking at Utah Lake for 30 years or something. So uh, he's got quite a history there. But yeah, actual otters. His son one time pointed it out to him. He was like, Dad, are there, are there otters in Utah Lake? He's like, no. And he's like, well, what's that over there? And he turns around and it, it's an otter sitting on a, on a log. Um, so otters is kind of a fun one. But <clears throat> to our point today about, you know, bald eagles, that's actually a, the first time that you and I met uh, in person was, I'm pretty sure you were actually, you were photographing a bald eagle down at Utah Lake State Park, wasn't it? Yes, it was. If I remember correctly, we were out on the the southern jetty, and again, I was down there kind of just doing one of my tours, checking on things, and hopefully looking for a cool photo op, but uh, I remember, I think it was on the southern jetty, and it was you and your son, and you had one of those massive, well, I'm sure there might be bigger, but massive, it seemed to me, wildlife lenses on your camera. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think yeah. was it out on the ice or something. There was a bald eagle. Yeah, they were they were sitting out on the ice that winter. Um, was a really good ice year. There were some awesome ice stacks on the lake, and uh, the the little bit of open water was right there where the Provo River dumps in. Mm-hmm. And so bald eagles would would gather there, you know, quite often. Um, in fact, that's kind of one of the best ways to spot them, honestly, is 
is when the when the lake freezes over and the open water you know the areas of open water get less and less then the eagles are going to congregate around that open water just because fish are you know a major part of their diet so yeah so the more frozen the lake is the easier it is to find them is, is kind of what i've what i've found and I know the tributaries that come in, you know, Spanish Fork, Provo River, that you know, they are flowing year round, so they don't freeze right. over really very frequently. Right. Like I said before, just areas where where those um, you know where those tributaries dump in um, are your are your best spots to see them, just because you'll always have open water there. So obviously, Utah Lake State Park at the mouth of the Provo. Um, down at the end of River Lane, where where um, the Spanish Fork River. Oh yeah, yeah, Sandy in. Beach. Yeah, Sandy, Sandy Beach. Beach. Yeah. Um, they kind of like to spot. hang out in those trees along the rivers, right there by the mouth uh, at both those spots, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen you know several in a in one tree out at Sandy Beach before, but it's not a you know. It's not a guarantee every year, but that's it's a good spot to go look for sure. And then you'll see them randomly in trees or on telephone poles out through all of that area, you know, lake shore um, area out there along the south bank of the of the lake. So I know I was chatting with uh, Wesley Aston a couple of days ago, and he mentioned that uh, this year when he's gone down, just about every location he's visited, he's seen a bald eagle at some point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you really can't find him just about anywhere, but I love the the focus on the tributaries and where there's some good trees. I know Scott Root mentioned to us, you know, really good tree with kind of those good horizontal limbs that that's like a popular roosting spot for him. Right. Um, on yeah, on New Year's, just coming home from visiting my wife's family out in Pace, and we were just cruising down I-15, and you know there was there was one just sitting right there in a tree off that Springville exit by where Hobble Creek, you yep. know where the Hobble Creek, yeah, yeah, the fourteen hundred north, yeah, there was one yeah. down there, huh? Yeah, so you know, and you could see it right just driving on the freeway so that's cool you know if you if you look around you'll you'll see them yeah you you don't even have to necessarily go on a specific adventure you know if you're just near the lake if you if you look at telephone you know tops of telephone poles up in trees Mm -hmm. that's a great point you don't have to go searching for them sometimes you'll just happen upon them and i had no idea i mean i grew up in utah county had no idea we had bald eagles here in the area yeah, it's uh, go ahead. You know, the um, and the, another really good spot is just right there where the Provo River Trail ends at the state park in Provo. Oh, okay. So the parking lot just outside the state park. Y- yeah, there's there's a the trailhead there. I guess trailhead parking there. Yeah, that's right outside the state park, and maybe you know a couple hundred, you know, the first couple hundred yards of that. Mm-hmm. of that bike trail you'll you'll see them sitting in those trees often as well interesting i think i've heard reports of owls in those trees as well before right it's just kind of a popular yeah. spot for those predator birds yeah yeah it's a good spot 
really for any kind of birding, you know, sure. um, waterfowl as well hangs out in that area a lot. So it's a good point. Now you, you've obviously seen bald eagles lots of different times, but like, is there maybe one memory that just kind of sticks out to you, um, of a time you saw bald eagles at the lake? Yeah. So, and unfortunately I, I, I didn't get pictures until oh. this one time. But hey, I there's, was, hey was, you got to have proof it didn't happen, right? Yeah. So I was, I was um, driving down the, out on the south jetty, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that uh, the breakwater that's there, not in the actual harbor, but the one that's more west of that. Oh, the outer marina where they're like, yeah, you know, people yeah. like fish and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was a, just some, um, well, they're, they're a duck called an American coot, but there, there was a little, um, group of them out there and I didn't think anything of it. And I just drove past and just, I look in my rear view mirror and I can see this eagle coming in and I, stopped and looked out the back window of my truck and just just in time to see that eagle swoop down and and uh take out one of those coots and then fly off with it so it was pretty it's pretty awesome you know? <laughs> I bet. It, was, it was like you know stuff you see in like a that geo sure. you know documentary so sure. and that, that's that pretty close awesome to too i mean you weren't very far yeah. away from that no and and you know the, the eagles that's a big bird you know but he it was interesting just watching him kind of struggle you know he had to take three four good flaps you know and and really power through it just to get up off the you know get back up in the air with that duck which you wouldn't think a duck is that heavy but you know yeah, you compare it to a fish or you know a mouse right. or something else they might catch it <laughs> for sure is yeah yeah so it was pretty awesome to watch. That's pretty crazy. Then, and then he just circled around and landed over kind of on the um, north north side of the, I guess, along the uh, along the uh, dike on the north side there. Oh, okay. Yeah, on the north jetty of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Just landed over there and had breakfast <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah that's cool it must have been a, I'll, I'll trust you i think i'll vouch for sterling anybody who's listening i i believe the story even if he doesn't have a photo for proof <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, speaking of and, photos for proof uh sterling you know what would you recommend i know i know when we talked with scott he talked about you know taking a pair of binoculars with you you drive anywhere on the lake you might have a chance to see a bald eagle right you know sometimes you right. might be able to get closer like at the state park sometimes or others but if somebody's wanting to get, really get a good picture, you know, they probably can't just whip out their phone. It's going to be too small. You know, what what would you recommend for somebody who's wanting to get a good picture of a bald eagle at the lake? I have I have a two to five hundred millimeter lens, and that's what I use. Okay. Um, depending on how good your camera is, you know, you can crop in pretty tight. Um, but a lot of people will have these. I don't. They're they're kind of a hybrid um point and shoot that have you know a 42x or a 50x zoom um on them okay and uh you know those those work as well like 
Um, so you don't necessarily have to have, you know, expensive SLR, you know, to get a picture. Um, sure. And I guess if the bald eagle's holding still, you could always pull the, uh, the old, uh, hold your phone up to a pair of binoculars or a spotting scope. Right. Or they could, if they're awesome, right. like you and your wife, they've got one of those fancy adapters you can actually do hook to it. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've done that and I've seen other people do that as well. Cause sometimes they'll, you know, the ice will be quite a ways out, but they'll be sitting on the edge of the ice. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you have a scope and, uh, and a way to hook your phone to your scope, that's a, that's an awesome way to get pictures of them too. And I, I've seen, I've seen people doing that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, we, uh, hope that you find many more bald eagles before March comes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And I, and I hope anybody else who goes out looking as well has good luck because it's, it's pretty awesome to see. If you heard something you liked in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. While you're at it, take a second and share this episode with someone else you think would like it. Help us spread the word about the facts, fiction, and fun of Utah Lake. You've been listening to Utah Lake, facts, fiction, and fun. For more information and resources, visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.